He's the only person I know that's actually like got like hypertrophied neck rolls. I love that though. My missus fucking loves a dude with neck rolls. Really? Yeah, she's a weirdo. <laughs> that is so weird. she loves like Maori men. So everything I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Dark, handsome, and impressive. With rolls on his neck. I don't have rolls on my neck. Someday. Oh, oh god, and on that, and on that. Weird South Pacific no, Islander no, bombshell. No, no, Hi guys, <laughs> Hi guys. welcome back to the Talking Fed podcast. My name is Rogan Allport and as always I am joined by my co-hosts. Kane Owen and Greg Foley. Okay guys, so today we're going to be playing things a little fast and loose and we're going to be talking about the biggest mistakes that we have made as both trainers and trainees. So guys, where do we want to start? Because I feel like we've made a lot of the same mistakes. Yeah. There are some like archetypal ones that we go through. Yeah, I think I made the, in the, industry. the, the mistake which a lot of people do make when they first start um, getting into the whole fitness thing. And it was what I was saying to you, Greg, at the, just before we started. Like, ignoring adherence as a factor, ignoring consistency as a factor in uh, training. It was always, like, I read, okay, you've got to have six minutes a day. You've got to, you know, have protein every meal. And it was all, it was this 100% mentality where everything had to be perfect. And what that meant was I could be perfect, like, on my nutrition and my training for four days and then three days I'd shit the bed and completely undo everything I did so because I wasn't accounting for things that would keep me in track like have uh, on track like having like like quote treats or because I ignored that entirely I ended up not getting anywhere so you know it's like it's like a comment who says it, like perfection is the enemy of greatness yeah I think it's that something like thing, that yeah you know? and I think that we are like all so guilty of that like especially early on in our training careers where we think that like like I remember being like guys I, I don't think you understand like yeah I'm running a five through one program. Yeah. Like, if you, I, know, I know what I'm doing. You haven't heard of it? Yeah. Oh, of course you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> your, your program is a name that isn't just numbers. <laughs> yeah. You do four by ten. <laughs> it's, yeah. you're, you're doing the Ronnie Coleman workout for muscle and fitness. You may, Rube. You, you may be stronger, but that must be just through pure chance. Pure <laughs> genetic chance. It's like, or you're on drugs. You're yeah, on drugs. drugs. You're on drugs. No, no one could possibly be much stronger than me. When I, uh, when I run a 5-3-1, yeah, very that, poorly. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, you find like the like the magic bullet or like the magic diet or whatever and you run that. Run with it. For Just a little bit. fucking run with it. And then you don't ever like take into account those like the nights out. Yeah. That pizza that slips in. When I got into all this, I was in, uh, uh, in uni as well. So I was a student, which meant that pretty much everything from Thursday onwards was a write-off. Oh, okay. <laughs> No. I remember those days. Like, like, yeah, like 12 pints a night. Yeah. yeah. Like 30 fags. <laughs> and then on Monday, it's I'm like, not yeah. getting bigger. <laughs> Guys, I'm getting back into it now. It's Monday morning. Okay, let's see if I can get my, my meal prep and everything. And then, like, yeah, I'd do that for like three or four days. And then Thursday evening, straight back into it. We used to talk about, like, we were just saying before, but the, like, the insulin hypothesis and how carbs make you fat or sugar makes you fat. And, um, I would sit with clients and I'd be like, right, you are overweight. You cannot eat a carbohydrate from a starchy source. So you can have vegetables, sweet, after training, maybe. (laughs) It's like, and if you are really craving sugar, that butternut squash will be there. We might allow it in. And they'd come in after like two weeks and they'd be doing well in France because they've cut their calories in half because they're not eating carbohydrates. And they'd be like, I slipped up on Friday and I had a piece. I'd be like, oh my God, you are, you're not my client. Get out. <laughs> you, have just, you. you have just spiked your insulin and ruined two weeks of training in one meal. 
hell can you do that to me? And then I'd go home and smash beer and ice cream. Because you could. All over my face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just one big, like, nutrition, <laughs> nutritional bukkake. Yeah. Just, like, <laughs> just fucking six-pack of beer. <laughs> melted Ben and Jerry's. If we have not just found, like, secured our niche right there, yeah. like, all of our female audience has just been completely fucking alienated. As soon as you say the words Stone Cold Steve Austin. After Bukaki. <laughs> after nutritional Bukaki. It's always a surprise. You can't spell Bukaki without boo. And that, my friends, is a grammatical fact. Oh, I, I don't know. I don't think anyone's ever accidentally found themselves in a Bukaki. Well, there was that one time. <laughs> Really, if there's going to be Bukaki, you know it's coming off the bat, right? <laughs> no um, pun intended. No. <laughs> uh, that was punny. Well done. Uh-huh. I know. I'll cut that out, don't worry. No, you won't. And what not? <laughs> no, you won't. It's glorious. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like we just focus so much on the macro that we forget. So we focus so much on the micro, we forget the macro. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like in the context of like how many actual hours we're with our clients, like we might be lucky enough, and this is including like consultation time, have them what like anywhere from four to six hours a week at best very best right yeah yeah and they've got all that time away from us to fuck it up so it's instead of focusing on that like okay yeah i've got that super secret squirrel program and that fucking like magic bullet diet is that going to work in the context of the rest of their lives and i'm just like i've said it and i've written it a fucking hundred times like it's better to be 80% 80% on it 100% of the time then 100% on it 80% of the time because in that in that 20% you can do some fucking damage like, real damage yeah like weekends three days I would undo everything I'd done whereas if I'd allowed myself to have like 20% treats the first four days I probably could have sustained that 100% of the time which means better results in the long term because consistency and adherence are the base of that pyramid oh don't like I I walked in like I was at a wedding a couple of weekends ago and I walked in to that wedding in like my usher's suit like just one of the happiest days of my life and I probably looked the best I have ever looked I looked, woke up in the mirror looked at myself and I was like yes nailed it peaked for a wedding you sure all of Facebook knew it as well I know it was great but I was in my suit um, anyway you used filters yeah. yeah, only one filter. <laughs> Usually I try and stack filter on top of filter. But like... One filter is barely cheating. Yeah, but that, so that was it. It only becomes that. cheating when you get to three filters. No, it's, che- it's cheating once you've done like a filtered photo. Save that separately, then take that filtered photo, put it back into Instagram, and then put it in black and white. Who like, has time for this shit? Oh. Social media people, we're going to get onto that in a moment. Um, but yeah, I felt like I looked the best I'd ever looked. And like... After like two week two weekends on the rack, I'm struggling. <laughs> I look like a different human being. I will not be the same person after next weekend. So I have all my horrible friends coming over from Dublin. Horrible, horrible men. And I am just not on the radar for three days. You have to so find a bar that at nine in the morning. And there's one in town, Central Bar. You're gonna end up at the uh, hostel. That's it. It's pretty much true, Sam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. And it's and it's. A rough night when you end up at the hostel. That is a rough night. <laughs> Are you even going to survive? Yeah, I always do. Yeah, I always, always do. do. I never normally die. Don't question. <laughs> We've got to settle this the old Navy Don't way. Question. First guy to die, loses. 
don't question my ability to just truck on and just take the M's with the just like just take the peaks with the troughs like you just gotta battle through when you're just hanging lying across that table in some bar you just gotta take come on Greg couple of smacks in the face oh, you'll make it and before you know it you get your second win you're up jigging on the floor well you know that everyone you're wins in exactly the same none of you are enjoying it no one's having fun no, no one's willing to bail yeah, nobody can bail oh my god literally you are every Irish stereotype right oh, now awful. did you get home from the end of the night and just beat your wife <laughs> close fist that's <laughs> what she knows <laughs> oh fucking hell what are we talking about uh, we'll talk about our biggest mistakes um, I'll lead into the next one um, attaching yourself to ideologies or figureheads and a big part of that for me was when I got into powerlifting for the first time I was a big old west side guy I ran the conjugate method and I ran it continuously for a long time until I figured out that it is impossible to do without drugs or a PhD in applied mathematics. Yeah. I, I, I do feel, though, that a lot of the things which we now consider as mistakes are an important part of the process. They have to happen. Like, oh, going yeah. in and, and, and like aligning yourself with some ridiculous ideology regarding how the fit... You almost have to do it if you're going to stick with this in the long term at some point. Mm-hmm. You've got to make the mistakes. There's no shortcut. You've got to do stupid things. But you got to put your hand up and accept the mistake. Yeah. yeah. I did absolutely. it in fairness. Like, I mean, I fucking follow Charles Poliquin. And you know when you saw someone do something different to Charles Poliquin, right? And you were like, how like, can uh, you How yeah. can you disagree yeah. with the man that is Charles Poliquin? And he's such... Well, his S&C stuff's actually quite good. I'm not going to say his S&C stuff's really good, but his nutrition stuff is such fucking garbage. And it took... His original biosig took three years off my career. Results from my career because really? I spent like, three years oh. preaching biosig, and it was absolutely shocking. I just refused yeah. to believe people. Yeah. Like I was so far into it that it's I would that, refuse yeah. to believe. People would be like, "How can you just ignore calories completely?" It's like calories don't matter. It's like you can eat as much fat and protein as you want, and you can't get fat. <laughs> and I meant it. Like as much as I say, we all believe that calorie hypothesis, uh, the insulin hypothesis, at some point. I never believed no, that you could I was eat so as much far in, fat and So far in. Oh, I was in. I, I was a bulletproof coffee drinking. I was like, you can't. Like, you can't get fat. Avocado, don't like, don't worry. bacon wrapped avocado eating, like, lunatic. Fat just evaporates. Yeah, yeah it it's not, we don't have to worry about it. Because <laughs> calories are, calorie, there's no receptors for calories in the body. There's no receptors. <laughs> well, remember, it is harder for fat to become fat than carbohydrates. Your body's fat. not a steam engine. That is. <laughs> <laughs> That, that actually is really true oh but like I God. like the shit I used to say to clients and me and um, James were talking about the other day like I, said, I got into Westside really early as well oh and yes he was into peripheral heart action training so yeah. like what was it like just like upper body lower body and then some sort of metabolic fuck up at the end of it like A1 to 3 with James McCarthy yeah. yeah and he said he used to have like brand new clients would come in overweight never trained and they'd be spewing in five yeah. minutes I can imagine in the same gym beside me with my brand new guy who wants to get stronger with chains and bands on the bar <laughs> fucking going for hey, it back squat session number one box squats with chains <laughs> like day one if you don't oh, use bands you just don't know, don't know. <laughs> have you ever watched um, ja- uh, the Juggernaut um, training systems video on like a critique of Westside no Oh, it's so funny. Because literally it's just like, right, here are all the cons for Westside. Like three quarters of the video. And here are the pros. Uh, it's like the most begrudging thing ever. It's like, well, it's specific, I guess. 
Like I love, I love some of the stuff. But I loved it. Like I, I love some of the stuff, man. I think some of it's brilliant. Like still to this day, if I could go on like an all expenses paid traincation around the states, go to all my favorite gyms, West that'd be the first place that I'd go. Oh, I don't know. Honestly, I'd, like I hate him standing over me, just shouting at me. Like I mean, yeah, but that's because I hate myself more than you. Like I'd be okay with it. Like I think also what I think a big issue is the fact with the whole West Side thing is I don't think. Anyone truly runs West Side unless you have Louis Simmons standing right behind you telling you what you're doing. Then you're running a, a West Side tributed. Billion world records. Like sometimes you just can't argue. No, with you that. can't. Yeah, but sometimes you can't. That means no, 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 is... he's got one world record in every single powerlifting federation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but this is the argument as well. Is well still, that, I know, but is, you know, you look at like uh, raw na- uh, natural lifters. Natty. Natty lifters. Cool the, like the records have been stagnant since the seventies. In terms of world records that have been broken since in equipped powerlifting, the improvements have almost 100% been the equipment. Yeah. You know? Like, there's the argument, uh, I think this was written the Lionel McDonald Project Chavez um, steroids talk as well, where they point out that um, in the um, four minute mile, yeah. if you went back to the tracks that people were using the first time the four minute mile was broken, most of those four minute miles would go away. It's, it's the sur- surface of the tracks, which is. You know, the improvement in equipment, which has made it appear people. that we've got better, and it's the same thing with powerlifting totals. Yeah, like most world records are broken because the equipment's better, not because people are stronger. Yeah, and it's the same thing with like the, the spikes, like all the technology, yeah, actual exactly. sports technology has improved. Like, do you remember when like, they are, are not really that much better than we were in the seventies and sixties? Do you remember when the um, oh god, what was it? Do you remember when um, it was in the Olympics and they had to ban that like shark skin? Shark, yeah, yeah, the shark skin swimming suit. Yeah, that was absolutely because bonkers. basically everybody, everybody um, just immediately won every event who was wearing it. So they were like, that's not. Just do what old Michelle Smith did. Remember Michelle Smith, the Irish swimmer, who came from nowhere to like the was the or take all the drugs. Yeah, was it like <laughs> the Atlanta? Was Atlanta ninety ninety two? Yeah, something. Like I was too Greg. I don't know. <laughs> so, so no, it might have been 96 96 it was so and he, just brings up, he brings up like a random Olympic thing that no one knows and gets absolutely well, Michelle I Smith bring up Irish. Dan Gable and, and Michelle Smith was like the first Irish person to win a medal <laughs> and she came in like out of nowhere and won like six goals I can't wait and the, and the Yank who came second was like no I can't wait like, no. I know a really obscure Olympian I'm gonna google some really fucking obscure Olympians now but, oh do you remember that guy Dan Barker who you know <laughs> broke the ping pong world record and you'll all just be like no you won't you don't have time for that. You won't do it. That one. <laughs> Damn it, he's right. <laughs> he knows me. No, but I can't, we were talking about before, it's like my missus tends to come up and down in body weight quite regularly. Teacher, she gets stressed certain times of year, puts on weight, has time off, loses loads of it. And I watched her for like three years put weight on and off. And how she, how she took the weight off really consistently, really well, was she trained hard and she would be fairly conscious of what she was eating so she'd lower her calories pretty well and I'd be like babe why are you having rice with dinner <laughs> I was like, I'm like literally watching the weight fall off her as she eats rice and I'm like nah you're doing it all wrong as I yeah. sat there resting my beer on my belly <laughs> you're doing it wrong because I know how this works I know how this works I, I did a three day course me. I just <laughs> Yeah, I did a three-day biosig course. But yeah, but that's the thing is that like we constantly try and find all like the new leading top-end sexy stuff, and ultimately it comes down to what is measurable, what's achievable, and what's repeatable. Moderation like, isn't sexy. You, well, know, you look at like, I know you hate him. We talk about him all the time. Greg O'Gallagher. Like, look at his message. Oh no, but I hate it's, it. It's an easy system that's pretty difficult to fuck up and lets you enjoy your life. So people get fucking great results on it. Yeah. Because. 
it is something which you can do consistently. And I want to repeatedly, snake and I want, yeah, snake, snake juice, juice, snake juice diet. Uh, we need to put this in the show notes. Um, but yeah, but, but let, let's be clear here. I don't hate Gregor Gallagher because of his training philosophy. Yeah, because he's black. <laughs> is he black? I don't know. No. I've seen him. With a last name like O'Gallagher, are you kidding me? No, it's because he's a douche. Because hmm. he is a royal douche. Yeah, but like, he goes in, he's okay with it. Oh yeah, no, he I'm leans okay in. No, no, he leans in. No, he leans into it hard because he loves it, as opposed to Steve Douche. Oh, Steve Douche, <laughs> Steve Cook, and his like Jim Douche thing that is like so ironic. Like he just leans into it because yeah. it's funny. Like Greg Gallagher leans into it because he genuinely believes he is fitness Inigo Montoya. Like he is the strangest man in fitness. He's an absolute lunatic. I don't think he's the strangest man in fitness at all. No, Gigi Mufu is the strangest man in fitness. Strangest name. Don't even know who he is. Paul Check's crazy man. Um, So many crazy people. P. P. Body by P. Yeah. He's pretty crazy. He's pretty yeah. Or really fucking smart. Yeah, maybe he's a smart I think he's just really, really fucking smart. Well, it depends on how you define smart. Like, none of us are training Victoria's Secret models. No. In our own private facility in New York. I don't know if I'd be that keen on training Victoria's Secret models. No, I feel like they don't have much uh, grit. <laughs> I don't think they'd have it in them, you no. know. <laughs> that's why well, they're so used to just. That's why it's just. I know. This, this is going to sound like a sexual comment, but it's actually not. It's because they're so used to just opening up their hips. Like, I mean, this is a reference to P, the trainer, by the way, not a reference to them. Just okay, we're going to actually legs. have to put it into the show notes yeah. now. This yeah, time. we're so going to have to explain this. We'll, yeah. just, we'll, we'll sit down for they a second. They may also be slags. We'll, fit- <laughs> <laughs> we'll sit down for a second, Mike, and we'll figure out that joke, and then we'll redub this, okay? Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's gonna, but we need to make it look like an old like Hong Kong action movie, where like the mouth just moves completely yeah. out of time with the words. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Imagine how much time we'd save if we just like could automatically censor Greg. How much time I'd save? I'm yeah. cool. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> in fairness, I've been good on the live Q and A so far. Yeah, We've only done one. one. You've been behaving yourself. <laughs> We've done one. Uh, amazing. We still have to keep them as a B reel though. We're not really. At if risk. you ever want to just hold me to ransom. Yeah. We're not really at risk in this episode so far of like offending anyone. We're only at risk of being sued by Polkin Group. So. That's, that's, I mean, that's a step up. <laughs> He's not even in Polican Group anymore, is he? <laughs> His wife kicked him out. But <laughs> you, you, <laughs> voted out of your own you board of directors. By your own experts. You've slammed Biosig, though. What? Yeah. You've slammed Biosig. Uh, no, I like the new te- Biosig. Yeah. Yeah. So I just want to put my hand up and say I like the new yeah, Biosig. Yeah. Right. The old one is the biggest load of fucking garbage. Oh my God, <laughs> I paid 1,200 quid for that. Anyway, to, okay to, with yeah. new, now we've said the new one is, is good the well, new one is really good yeah, and yeah. I actually stand by that not just yeah. because our like boss runs it <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think, no but the thing is like, I was talking to Gab about this and his whole thing was literally like look like it's actually progressing forward like they were actively like doing Schoenfeld studies yeah, yeah no he had, the, he had the big meta-analysis about like after what it was after five years the difference between low carb and no fat is negligible yeah. yeah. So they were like, oh, who's following low carb? And someone was like, oh, I've been doing it for ages. There you go. Doesn't work. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. And I've been following this polygon thing for five years, but it doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, yeah, but that's the thing. I think that comes to but point where, you, like, at least when you admit that you were wrong, I think that's a big step, which yeah. is good. Because they could just, like, I guess, like Polygon, like Charles himself, bury the head in the sand. No, no, they're really smart. Like, they have done it really well. Yeah. And the, but that's the thing. Like, I think also in terms of the way they've done it from, like, a marketing perspective, I think it's very, very brave to go through this level of rebrand is the wrong word, but, like, putting your head above the parapet and going, Sorry. Okay, so what actually is going on in the strength, conditioning, and nutrition field? What okay, the fuck how can have we, we been doing for fifteen years? No, but the thing is, like Charles was so ahead of his time until he went crazy, and yeah. now it's a case of they've been running his really good stuff for the most part, 
but also all his bad stuff. And now they've actually had to like, you know, now they've kicked him out, can do what they want to do, yeah. which is really good. Like, so okay. it's an exciting, it's an exciting time for the Poliquin group, but you know, we're not here to talk about Charles Poliquin, we'll talk about all the reasons why uh, we've made mistakes. And actually, while we're still on the subject of having um, ideologues that you just latch on to, um, Instagram, be very, very careful because at the end of the day, like when we got started in the industry, the internet wasn't like as big of a thing in fitness as it is now. Like it, you'd have to actively go out there, like search quite hard to find really good information. Yeah. But now you can find really, really bad information at the drop of a hat. Yeah. So we will be doing another episode on um, really good training resources that we'd recommend for beginners, intermediate and advanced level people. So that's going to be in our next episode. Um, so please keep an eye out for that. We will be having some special guests coming on soon, aren't we? Yes, Gav said he, he's literally just waiting to find out what time he can do and then Gav will come on. Sabrina and Jake have confirmed that I'm waiting until Casey comes back from Japan. That's and a cool trip. That is a cool trip. Australia and Japan in like four weeks. I am. Um, I will be huge in Japan. <laughs> you would like be huge God. Japan. Yeah, you'd be Godzilla. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go around Pam and them all in the face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing. Yeah, they wouldn't know what to do with you. That would be huge. We've run out of mistakes, guys. No, I don't think we've run out of mistakes. I'm just trying to... I've just got this great image of Greg, like, stampeding through buildings in the middle of Japan. Pushing or the, paper buildings. Yeah. Pushing little Asians over there. Uh, <laughs> he'd be like... Um, do you remember watching Power Rangers when you were younger? Like, the original... Like, the original Megazord that was Brian Cranston in suit. <laughs> That's how Greg would move in through Japan. Just bashing shit out of the way. We've run out of mistakes. No, yeah, we have. <laughs> no, I don't think we've run out of mistakes. I think a big... So, a big thing... A big mistake that I think we've all made is not meeting our clients where they actually are yeah, like we've, Im- we've imposed where we Fuck think they should be and hell. what we think they should be doing if they were at our level as opposed to saying like right you're someone at the moment who struggles mm-hmm. to get in 50 did you grams ever, of protein did you ever think back like i think back until when i first started and i think some of my clients i would hate to run into them in the street I now because the stuff i put them through see i feel like my problem is the complete opposite I, I met my clients way too much where they're at and never actually asked them to change anything and then they didn't get any results because they were like, oh, I can't do that. I was like, okay, try this one instead. Try this method instead. And they're like, oh, I can't do that. It's too hard. I was like, okay, that's fine. Let's try this method instead. And eventually, they just not have done anything. And we've ran out of And they were like, yeah, we ran out. Like, so that you didn't want to do any of these things which... Like, we have tried all diets. And they're like, oh, I just can't do anything. They're like, oh, okay, then just train. And then, because I didn't have them do anything they didn't get results like that's the bad thing no I was completely yeah. I, like since I've turned around and just gone like sometimes, sometimes time, you've yeah. got to go no you've just got to fucking do it way better results eat slightly less yeah please yeah so I feel like you can go, you can go either end of that spectrum where yeah okay you've got to meet your clients somewhere where they where you give them something which they can reasonably do but equally, equally if you try too much to meet them where they're at they're just not going to do anything at all. I had a guy... You've got to have boundaries. I had a guy run... Cl- girl. I'm going to actually say it was a girl. It wasn't a guy. Run cluster sets. Two weeks in. And she'd never <laughs> weight trained before. Two weeks in. Because I had just done... PI- I, I had just done the old PICP level one. Which is actually really good. The S&C one. But I presumed... I just transferred to fat loss. I didn't really know why. I just presumed. That I transferred to fat loss. <laughs> and we had this DVD that they sent out to us. And they Who's brought you through like... Quite cool, like rep schemes and stuff. One, 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 one. Yeah. By five. Yeah, by five, yeah. Uh, yeah. And like at 90%. (laughs) (laughs) And like I just ran through it, like, and I just like, because they showed me all these cool rep schemes that I'd never been exposed to. So I was like, wow, there's really cool shit out there. I'm going to not try it myself, because that's dangerous. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell. Like, if I ever ran into these pretty good she's probably in a wheelchair. (laughs) (laughs) Cut that bit out. 
No. Bless. I mean, that's, that's, we always talk about like the fact that it's not regulated our industry. So you, oh, will, ha- so you will have dicks straight out of the straight out of the university yeah. like me yeah. running around not really knowing what they're doing trying to find their way in the industry no one to really guide yeah. them so they'll just ha- it's just trial and error and how, you many, get how, many, how many industries are there where you've got people who are somewhat in charge of someone else's well-being on a six-week course uh, like on the back of a six-week course you know yeah. 16 weeks if you do it on the weekends <laughs> like what the fuck oh, and you're in charge of it like, and, and you get people come up to you going oh should I eat this and you're like no you don't need that eat this instead and like you're genuinely giving people life advice life advice mm. based off of a six week course mm. like, like it's scary I, as much as that is what we've all done we've all invested in our own education to further that to understand the difference you know we all actively take an interest in the, in the industry and what we and we want to be the best whereas you don't get that with all personal trainers a lot of personal trainers will just take that six week course and apply that and then eventually they'll fall to the wayside because they won't be able to manage but but there should be way more regulation in the industry yeah but that's but that's the thing like I think another big mistake and this is like one that's made in the industry like as you said as a whole is the fact that a lot of people finish their personal trainer course and they just think they're the tits mm-hmm. it's like I mean like, <laughs> like you can go up to someone and say look I know you've just qualified as a barrister but like I've just got my reps yeah. <laughs> so, like, so, I, I like to think fun. I like to think that we're both respective, in, you know, experts in our fields. Yeah. <laughs> it's just After your nine years of schooling, my six week course. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, gonna uh, gonna drink that uh, red wine. Well, mm, what do you I think about insulin? Going, I am going to be training so many hot twenty one year olds. It's gonna be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah, it's just gonna be like a porno. <laughs> I, I will walk into gyms. Hot women will go into me. I'll train them after hours and have sex with them. That is pretty much what my future looks like. <laughs> oh yeah, just have have hot women flirt with you, lift weights, and get paid. Mm. Uh, that was the original personal training. Dream. And then you're just like, you are just a glorified cleaner. Then when you get into a gym, yeah, oh, just just cleaning the nooks and crannies of. Fucking old. What's like the what's the gym equipment? Oh. Weeder, Wilder, Weeder. Uh, those old like that old like hammer tech stuff. Yeah. yeah. And you're getting in between like with a fucking toothbrush because your manager's a prick. <laughs> <laughs> you're like that. Fucking out half nine at night. I'm <laughs> meter out in the piss. I <laughs> uh, know. But the thing is, those like those times are so important for like making you appreciate exactly like where we are. No, now. it only shows. It only shows that you actually you have to be. You have to buy into what you're doing. Otherwise, you'll quit. Yeah. Otherwise, you're definitely going to yeah, quit. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like being well, it's a personal trainer is about educating yourself and being able to survive long enough on fuck all money that you eventually... Did it! <laughs> Just... I'm still not... I'm definitely still not rolling in it, but I can actually afford some things now. Yeah. Yeah. Some things. You can actually take your wife out on a date. Mm, you know what I mean? Getting to don't. the point now where at the end of the month, there's positive figures. I'm like... I'm overwhelmed it's weird I almost want to like take it out and go okay you have to spend it on the last day yeah I've got 150 quid left (laughs) (laughs) just buying like a chain I could lose (laughs) a speedboat because remember you'd be so used to going from like package to package with individual clients that you would like you'd be having six seven eight days at any stage during the month where you're like I'd be like babe can I have a fiver <laughs> oh ow <laughs> but that's the thing it makes you appreciate like how much like 
love we actually have for what we do. Like, oh, yeah. And, until, like, I actively think about all the stupid shit I've gone through in order to still be doing what I'm doing. And it's like the thing we said, like, the, the, the things we hear about the industry episode, basically where we said we're not prepared to lie to people. Like, if you're prepared to lie to people, you can make loads of money mm. in fitness for a very short period of time, because eventually you'll get found out. Thank you, dude. Yeah, I know he's a man. If you're not prepared to lie to people, then you are going to have to be poor for a very long time. Because mm. you don't know anything. Yeah. So there's nothing to lie about. Yeah. Yeah. Like I get what you mean. Like, oh, no. I go on, I go on, I go on, I go on. Right. One <laughs> 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 of the really, really big mistakes I made was, and don't get me wrong, I haven't gone completely away from it. I like the idea for the most part of my clients eating breakfast. I do. Yeah. Um, but I literally remember reading Phil Richards' quote where he said, um, if a client comes to me and they're not willing to eat breakfast, they need to find a different coach. And I genuinely thought someday I will get to that level where I'll have enough clients where if they come to me and they're not willing to eat breakfast, that I can send them on their way. <laughs> and I was a firm believer in that, that if you don't eat breakfast, I, you can't lose weight. I thought No, you can't lose weight if you don't eat breakfast. I, I like Given it was for riches, I thought that quote was going to be something like, if you're not prepared to eat breakfast, you may as well just burn a dog. <laughs> <laughs> just set a dog on fire. <laughs> it's the same thing. The same thing, <laughs> you monster. <laughs> oh god! And like, I mean, that's one of the things that I like preach. I was like, no, you have to eat back some science. And people be like, well, I have like fucking fourteen kids yeah. that I have to get up and get ready in the morning. So I go to bed at one. I get up at five. We'll get up at half four then and eat breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Greg! You can't fucking. If you get less than fucking eight hours sleep, you're a monster. Yeah. <laughs> but you will preach to a mother at 12 to get up half an hour early to eat avocado and bacon <laughs> a mother of 12 Catholic obviously it's Irish <laughs> sort of Irish family in Monty Python ca- a good Catholic girl <laughs> what was that that was another family guy when it was like the, li- the, the day in the life of a Catholic woman and she just goes from prayer to giving birth from prayer to giving birth <laughs> oh god I think one of the other big mistakes that I made and I, I say that I say that it's a mistake with the value of hindsight, but I think very early on in my career, and I think we've all been there, we've taken on clients who we knew were not a good fit for us, but we felt we needed to for the sake of our financial survival. To live. Genuinely yeah. to live. Yeah, genuinely to live. And the thing is, like, I think it's one of those things where like it's a true test of how you can develop as a personal trainer if you can take someone who you know is not going to be a good fit for you and still have some kind of like meaningful impact on their lives and it is a task and it is a challenge but then there's just like I remember like vividly one or two clients I've taken on where it's just been a case of like you're not you're not right for me like Mm, we are are not going to be a good fit for one another at all in any way shape or form and the minute your package or whatever or your contract it's gone we gotta finish this. Yeah, thing. it's like, honest. Like that's that's a, wash my hands of it. I've done it a couple of times before, but that's the form of inhonesty in itself. Like I would turn around to people and I would just, I know I can't have much of an impact on their lives, but I just, it's a terrible thing. You need the money. So like someone's yeah. willing to give you money. You if someone's willing to give you money when you're really really poor, you will do almost anything. Yeah. You give like try. You just think like okay, I have a rough understanding of yeah. this this concern. I'll see if I can figure out. Mm. And, yeah. And realistically, like, it's it's not time to play trial and error, you know, then, hmm. you know. What are we all clicking around for? Uh, no, Stacey's just sent in a load of questions for the Q&A, so that is, mm-hmm. that's you, just This awesome. is uh, SJ. Oh, sweet. Um, program hopping would be one oh, of Oh, yeah, pro training ADD. Absolutely, just like, 
like buying a 12-week program going, yeah, I'm going to run this, and then three weeks in getting bored buying a different one. And never really doing much of anything. Not doing, yeah, not, just no progression. Yeah. I, I, that was going to be my next thing I was going to say, actually, is ignoring progression completely. Like, progressive overload is literally the point of why we train, and for so long, I would just be spinning my wheels, doing nothing. I wouldn't. I, was, I, would, try, I would try to find... The, like the, the program that looked best on paper and I don't mean the best on paper to other coaches I mean the shit just, just looked the fanciest mm. so like look at this rep scheme look yeah. at my fancy rep scheme so like, I probably should have just been running three sets of 10 to 12 yeah that's all I needed yeah, these are fucking faultless really, for, <laughs> yeah. for the first probably two years of your training <laughs> yeah. no but that's but that's the thing like, I was having this conversation with Ricky um, where he was saying like someone said to him oh, like, he, fa- he failed the lift and he said oh yeah no, I haven't had a lot of food in me and one, and one of the trainers was just asking him like oh yeah no but so what does it tell you that you you didn't make this weight. Like, what did you learn from this? He was like, did I didn't eat enough? Yeah. And, and that's the thing. It's like, Ricky basically said that he had like three stages, like before he considers changing an exercise. Like one, like, do I need to deload on this particular exercise? Yes. Yes, no. Okay, cool. Deload, does that, does that work? Yes or no? If he gets to that point and it, and it doesn't work, am I eating enough? Yeah. Yes, no. Eat, eat more calories and then after that if it still doesn't progress you'll think about changing the exercise yeah. well that's a smart way to do it because like there's absolutely no reason why if like you're trying to get a big bench like, press did you have you a need shit to... night's sleep yeah exactly yeah. and that's the thing like yeah have you eaten no... enough have you eaten breakfast you know yeah there's no reason you need to suddenly just switch our exercises like if you're trying to get a big bench press you're gonna have to bench press everything else kind of comes secondary or accessory mm-hmm. see what I did there to, to that like it's not going to be a case of oh you suddenly add in two more sets of like trap three and then all of a sudden like the bench shoots up yeah it does yeah <laughs> but it's when people tell me like oh you just add more external rotators and then you'll be able to squat more it's like mm-hmm. no I don't think anybody said that yep those exact words who external rotation for don't squat don't make me do this yep for back for front squat Oh, the front squat. If you if you're in a shit position, it can help. Okay, yes, if you're not going to be able to squat more, if you're relying if you're relying on your like, I'm just saying this like, as the as the only Olympic weightlifter and only Olympic weightlifting coach in SOS, if your external rotators are the limiting factor to your clean or front squat, you have got a much bigger problem. <laughs> then you are just way too ahead of the game. What do you mean? Much bigger problem than but, yeah. Well, yeah, because yeah, it's just being mean now. Yeah, no, he's being mean. <laughs> no, but you've got, a much, you've, got a much, you've got a much bigger issue because then you've been progressed to a lift that you don't have the structural integrity to deal with in the first place. And that's not necessarily to do with the but fact is, that you're is the problem, is no, no, if, no, if that is, if that is your limiting no. factor, then is the problem, would the solution not be get stronger external rotators? No, because if you're relying on your external rotators to support the weight instead of the actual, like, trunk and mass of your shoulders, then right, you're okay. not. Then your front squat positioning is fucked up. Like, I tell all my, all my, like, yeah punch him <laughs> no, no, just, no, you're getting your punch in the deck at some point Kane hasn't earned one yet um, but no but that's the thing like, I'm he, just making him think about his arguments ah uh, 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 thank you sensei yeah. but like that's the thing what it comes down to is the fact that like it's a misappropriation of like some sexy new lifting yeah, yeah. technique to something that it doesn't it's not even going to have a correlatory factor to like I mean when you think about the um when you think about what the front squat literally is, and I tell this to all my lifters, like when you're supporting it across your shoulders, that is the support. The fingers are an ejection yeah. system for when shit hits the fan. You need to get that thing away from you. Yeah, absolutely. Shut up, Kane. <laughs> I see what I did wrong. <laughs> no, he didn't do anything wrong. But he's I like the fact that Greg's trying to he's, hype this into a fight. He's just back here, just trying to, like, yeah. <laughs> Got your back, Rogan. Punch him. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, another big mistake. Not thinking that you need a coach. Coaches need coaches. Mm. I don't. 
No, you do. I'm a super it's, coach. No, especially you. You <laughs> definitely need to coach. I don't mm. need to. I can coach myself. Mm. Mm. Can you, though? Keep making those noises. Doesn't mm. mean I can't coach myself. Mm. Coaches need coaches. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. that whole thing of, like, people that, that, like, they think they can teach themselves how to Olympic lift, or they think oh, they yeah, can yeah. teach I'll themselves how to, like... YouTube. Yeah. YouTube I, can, I, can, I can do a snatch. <laughs> you ever seen me do one? I'm really good. <laughs> <laughs> do a video, and I'll, I'll put it up with the link below. I'll do a video of me snatching. It's fucking good, man. <laughs> you could sell that. <laughs> yeah, so you've been frightened. <laughs> not even around anymore. Come on. That is Isn't it? Up to date that references. Is. Yeah, you've been frightened still on TV. Okay, sorry. Punch him right, right, <laughs> punch it, punch it right punch in the dick. No, no, it's so much better. I Like, since Greg dropped the ball on getting that Facebook post up, he's told me I can punch him in the dick and I'm just saving it. Mm. Like, it's like slaps giving. Slaps I'm just waiting. He's living in a constant state of readiness and fear. I'm fine. One day you'll be in a vulnerable position. On your snatch. <laughs> <laughs> just, was like, just as you catch in the snatch position. Right. <laughs> oh, God. It's like when Shama tried to kick me in the dick when she had 40 kilos on her back. I'm going to enjoy Malaysia, Shama. <laughs> Fancy holidays. <laughs> You're a teacher. You shouldn't be able to afford that. <laughs> okay, so can we think of any more big mistakes? Well, I'm, pretty, I'm, I'm pretty flawless. I'm like. going to go back to ignoring progressive overload. Like, the first few, like, you know you know when you do that thing where you start training? Your clients do it as well. They'll pick up a weight and they'll go, oh, that feels heavy. I'll just, I'll stick with that until it feels a bit better and then I'll go up. I was like, no, that's not how it works. No. That's not, like, 10 kilos is not going to feel better until you can do 15 I'll, I'll tend to 15 like, kilos is not going to feel better until you can do 20 kilos like it, yeah. it, it doesn't work like you I'm just not, stay I'm not I mean I, I, I was a follower for that for a long time as well now I will literally just increase the weight so like if like they're aiming for 8 mm-hmm. I will increase the weight until they can only do 6 like yeah. I won't increase it till I think the 8's okay I'll yeah. just keep going up with like okay now it's too heavy yeah, you now find it actually line. is too like, heavy at least on the first workout so the first workout someone comes in, someone comes in they've got 6 to 8 you find that 6 once mm. you find that 6 by the end of that phase you want that to be an eight. And mm. if you've got that, that's progressive order. That's, mm. that's, I mean, that's progression. Whereas what most people will do is just go, ooh, that feels a bit tough. I'll stay on that. Ooh, that feels a bit hard. Like, and, and that's not how it works. Like, it, it doesn't just feel better. You've got to be able to do more before you feel better. Mm-hmm. But I missed that for a long time. Yeah, and I think it's also just learning how to be harsher with your clients. And just like, I'm shut just, up sh- Yeah, just shut your dick. And just fucking lift the weight, like yeah. sometimes yeah, it, does now, it depends on the client, obviously, but like sometimes it is just shut your dick and do it. Yeah, it definitely <laughs> does get to that point where you just need to be harsh and just say, like, come on, like, let's get the fuck on with it. Now, regardless of what you regardless of like how that six rep max or whatever might feel, you just have to like just suck it up and get on with it. Word. Word. Shall we start getting ready for the live QA? Yes, let's do it. Cool. Oh, God, it's up there. There it is. Yeah, see you smashed it. Well done. Don't be sarcastic. <laughs> Without sarcasm, that's literally all I have. All right, cool. So, first question. Do you want to head straight in with SJ's one? Yep. Uh, so SJ asked... Uh, sure now. Should your, average, uh, should your average gym goer be taking supplements or is that for seriously fit people? <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good question. I went... I, uh, let me take this one, actually. It's easy. Yeah. <laughs> um... I did it on like a talk that we did on Wednesday where you have like the hierarchy of needs and I think generally speaking with supplementation unless you've got a specific issue so like I like using stuff for good health I find you know just for general comfort and day to day life will help but I think like if you've got a hierarchy of needs so you've got to think like 
calories, macronutrients, micronutrients, meal timing, and calories. Calories literally hits like the top of the spear. It's supplements. It's supplements. What did I say? You said calories. Hit Sorry, the supplements. supplements hit the top literally, of the spear. will be about five percent at the tip of the spear. So until you get the rest of them right, we can start nitpicking at certain things you may need to improve. Unless you have a real specific issue. So yeah. People talk about like B twelve deficiency and stuff. Okay, great. Yeah. Take B twelve. If you're really like you know if you're pooing twice a mo- twice a week great we can use things to help you with that but for the most part for generalized fat yeah. loss no no like, not really not really most people don't need I mean, they're supplements by definition supplementary nobody needs them mm. they, they can help and I think if you want to um, differentiate then between uh, health supplements and sports supplements so you got health supplements like a multivitamin uh, omega 3 vitamin D uh, what's the foundation 5 isn't foundation it magnesium five. and um Probiotic. Probiotic. Like those five, you pretty much can't go wrong with. You don't need any of them. They all could help. Magnesium helps me Mag- sleep. Yeah, some people, yeah. So if I'm particularly stressed, magnesium will help me sleep, which in uh, in a non not directly correlated way yep. can help you lose weight because mm-hmm. you may eat less calories the next day. You'll feel better. You'll train better. So like knock on effects possibly you might need supplementation, yeah. but you'll have to know exactly what you're taking it for. Yeah. I think. Yeah. People, people will buy like a CLA and stuff like that to try and lose body fat. And you think. You don't worry know. about that don't worry about that for now we then, look after other things first get other things right and then we can start looking at placing you on different then, protocols for supplements and then if you look at sports supplements supplements which are going to help you perform mm-hmm. then you're looking at Viagra Viagra will help you perform <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> amazing no you're looking at um, creatine um, is very whey uh, protein well I'd argue, I'd argue that whey protein is a food not even a supplement whey <gasps> a food. semantics doesn't really matter no I know but, <laughs> I, but I never ever include that in, in supplements uh, creatine caffeine bedrownine can help uh, citrulline mallet can help those two are going to be minimal creatine and caffeine are we going to explain what they do do we need to so citrulline malate is a vasodilator is a vas- so the, the, the way the, the way that I tend to think about them so um, creatine is going to be the the is going to fuel your first like three or four reps, right? Oh, it's, it's going to be the, sorry. Runs out at nine. Nine reps. So it's, okay, so but might mean the difference between getting eight reps and nine reps, right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, uh, betralinine might mean the difference between getting thirteen and fifteen reps. It buffers lactate, right? Buffers lactate, yeah. And then uh, citrulline malate may mean really. the difference between getting three sets and four sets. Okay. So it may like, it's it, they're just longer duration kind of benefits like Viagra like Viagra <laughs> the difference between getting two and three sessions <laughs> yeah and ultimately like there's always going to be a cost that's associated with getting supplements as well so you need to factor in whether or not getting that you know literally spending that amount of money for that addition because they are not cheap be, oh no they're not for cheap for the most part yeah. anyway don't be not, those, individu- those individual ones he was speaking of can be cheap so creatine get, is really cheap creatine so you can get whey protein at a reasonable price caffeine is super cheap it's super duper cheap and citrulline malate are more expensive than they're worth they, oh. they can help if you're a top tier athlete then if you're yes. dealing with the small percentages yes okay but for, in terms of a 12 week fat loss phase no. don't worry also just to be very, very explicitly clear about this. <clears throat> With something like creatine, don't go out and get somebody's proprietary blend. Just go to my protein, yeah. not sponsored, bulk powders, not sponsored, and just go and get bulk standard creatine monohydrate. You don't even need to worry about whether you're going monohydrate versus ethyl ester. Just get base level creatine, whatever is good, and just run it. Don't like, um, don't super load it. 
don't cycle it just take a little bit every day and you'll be fine because it saturates within the muscular system a little bit with your cornflakes in the morning and you'll be fine (laughs) and don't snort it done that once <laughs> done that once it was not a good idea don't put it in your eyes like, <laughs> yeah. just, ge- just generally good good advice <laughs> just advice in life right? yeah. don't put strange powders into holes they All don't belong purposes. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this god that sounds like a boring Tuesday uh, what else we got okay, SJ so uh, I SJ another one uh, so training twice a week with your awesome but brutal PT Gregory uh, is that enough? Uh, if you're strapped for time or too exhausted from inspiring young minds, she's a teacher. Uh, <laughs> are there certain exercises you can do at home to, uh, during the day? Yes, I have been known to lunge and squat during a spelling test. I bet you're the coolest teacher. Yeah. I think. For, well, I mean, your actual so your neat the stuff you do outside of the gym is actually really high anyway. So like we we've discussed that in the last couple of weeks as well. You're hitting for the most part about twelve thousand steps a day, mm-hmm. thirteen thousand steps a day. You're hitting about two three training sessions a week. I think for you it's enough. You can add stuff at home. Mm-hmm. How beneficial it's going to be? It will be, I suppose. Yeah. It depends how, willing, how hard you're willing to work for think, them. Uh, you look at uh, in terms of like weight tra- is two weight training sessions a week enough mm. for what to see results? Yeah, to maintain muscle mass while losing fat, one hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. There's always like uh, I mean, to see progression. Maybe you may need a little bit more, but you'll see some progression on two a week. You're a bit of a strength freak, and you can, you'll get stronger. Yeah. But I think like normally three is probably going to be optimal. Four, four pushing it like, but then generally you're speaking the trail off at the end of that. Yeah. But three to four is normally, and we're not just saying that because we want more money from people. No. Three to four is kind of the optimal. And that could be two, yeah, two weight training sessions two boot with your PT, two boot camps, or Whatever, even maybe. two uh, bodyweight workouts at home can, yeah, okay, speed up results a little bit, but again, diminishing returns. All right, so our boss is watching. Hey, Sam. Hey, Sam. <laughs> hey, buddy. I've actually got quite a few people watching now. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, so going on to some questions from Stacy Walters. Okay, so first question, guys. Um, where are you? Damn it, technology. Okay, so speed. Ex- do you do exercises like box jumps slash sprints? Are they beneficial? Question mark. Or should you do more of the exercises you want to be quicker at? E.g. squats, snatches, cleans, or a bit of both. So uh, the only the only question I want to clear up here is, does she want to know if sprinting helps her squat? Or does she know want to know if squatting helps her sprint, I suppose? So well, the way I've read this, and Stace, if you're watching, just chime in on the live feed, is the fact that she's basically trying to talk about the are certain exercises going to be more beneficial in increasing her level of gross speed gross power yeah like. exactly as opposed mm. to is that going to translate directly to like would, the squat and the clean would sprint make her clean more powerful would no, so no, sprint no, yeah, just, just that's why it's getting confused and a bit convoluted so the way that I would look at this is to say that speed exercises such as box jump sprints that's going to make you faster at doing sprinting and box jumps yeah. and in general athletic terms very specific yeah, yeah exactly like they're very specific and it's very like, it's for very very at a very very elite stage of training like for the vast majority of athletes even if it's just to, to, in regards to sprinting box jumps and stuff like that or as you're talking depth jumps box jumps sprinting you'll just get better at technically sprinting yeah it does so yeah this, you're, technically you'll get better you'll get her at like you said specifically so if you sprint you will actually get better at sprinting the problem you'll find with a lot of footballers 
I always think of back in Ireland where like, they used to play Gaelic football. Their problem was they never actually practiced sprinting, so they never got good at it. Uh. So, like, I mean, they always, they always, it was always shuttle runs, that kind of thing, so there was nothing specific to actual speed. So it can be used in that way. I always think, like, box jumps, realistically, what are you training? Just jumping? Yeah, exactly. To jump up on a box. I mean, yeah. the, way that I, the way that I would look at this I don't is like to say... training, but... Yeah, I mean, I think this is the, the thing that we need to think about is that the less complex a movement so sprinting and box jumping is obviously going to be more general and less specific than clean I was just thinking when she said box jump I just kept thinking depth jumps for some yeah. reason I think that's but you know, those yeah. those two movements are like very untechnical in nature in relation to a snatch and a clean. Yeah. So mm. ultimately it comes down to raw speed potential is that increasing or decreasing and how can you apply that to something technical like the snatch and the clean? I feel like ultimately, yeah, and there'd ul- be some benefits, some no, crossover. I'm, I'm not saying that they would necessarily translate. I'm just saying that I think that's where she's get, what she's getting yeah, confused yeah. with. So the way that I would look at this, Stace, is basically saying like if you're going to talk about you know wanting to get faster in the snatch or the clean, then because those are very technically demanding movements, you need to get better at the technical demand of those movements. That's what I'd look at before. Yeah. I think technically, just get better. Yeah. And you'll shift more weight. Yeah. In fairness. Okay, she's got a couple of other ones. Uh, if you're training twice, weight session, then do cardio, or does it really matter? Uh, the, uh, I'd always, I always, I'd, I don't have really anything to back it up in terms uh, of what I would always, nothing offhand I could think of, but I would generally always think neurologically, nervous system wise, I think you should weight lift first. Yeah. I would always. Yeah. Like push towards weight mainly because push. a strength training session will not greatly impact your performance on a cardio session, whereas mm-hmm. doing cardio first will greatly impact your strength in the. I would have always thought like I when we talk like you know, like a, a general strength curve. So working from max strength, I would always think down. Yeah. So like if start at the most intense intense sort yeah. of thing so whether that be squatting or whatever you because you do it in a weight session as well yeah. you'll pick the most demanding exercise and work your weight down I would think of it in the same way so yeah. if you're working I'm not saying maximal strength but if you're working up in that realm and then you're working down to speed strength and speed yeah. I'd think about it in that way more yeah. so um, so yeah do your jumpy around boot campy to finish after yeah. strength mm-hmm. I completely agree like ultimately you've got a place in terms of what's going to be most neurologically demanding versus mm-hmm. what's e- going to be the least equally for most people if because of the timetable of the boot camp you can't make it the other way around if the, I mean the, the difference is going to be negligible for most people for most people yeah for most people the difference is going to be negligible mm. and final question from Stace I'm just going to summarise this so we can just keep going um, can you get optimal results by focusing on strength and fat loss at the exact same time Basically, can you in fact ride two horses with one ass? But can you get optimal results? Mm. No. Uh, uh, very, very selective use of that word, no. Optimal, no. You can do both at the same time, but neither of them are going to go as effectively. It, uh, you can do both at the same time as a beginner. The more advanced you get, the harder it's going to become to do them both at the same time because the more energy you're going to need available for your strength training workouts and I always think it's a horrible thing fat loss in especially as an Olympic weightlifter because I know Stacey is so a, a significant amount of fat loss can actually change yeah. her movement significantly yeah. and really affect the position she pulls in and stuff like that yeah. that's why like when like when you discuss like 
like Olympic weightlifters in particular, you can do with powerlifters, but like if a powerlifter goes from having like, you always think of the, the super heavy ones that go from having big bellies to yeah. small bellies then, and all of a sudden the biomechanics, the whole biomechanics of their movement changes. And although they still have the same muscle mass, et cetera, they can't actually shift the same weight because yeah. it's so technically demanding a movement. Yeah. Both of them are, they're so trained to that specific movement to shift the weight that it all changes yeah. for them. So yeah. that's one thing to consider as well. I always say that for Stacey because she's an Olympic weightlifter as well. Yeah, which means, yeah, around if she's coming near to a competition, you don't want big changes in, in body weight because that's going to change your biomechanics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, essentially. And that's a really good way of looking at it. I mean, ultimately, you need to focus on what's going to be the most beneficial to your health first and foremost. Of course. And, and, and I think that's a, a trap that a lot of like, because let's be like, I, I was an okay powerlifter, but I'm an amateur. Like, there's, I'm not, there are no world titles I to entered, my name. I entered a powerlifting competition once and I came last yeah actual second last I bet you got I bet you got still got a medal though no oh you no, got a good federation I then spat at. yeah <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah and that's the thing like ultimately it's going to be always be more beneficial to be um doing the thing that is most you know yeah. beneficial to your to your long-term health as opposed to driving your lifts up and a lot of us end up especially if you're like an amateur competitive athlete you're at that point where you very easily can get sidetracked from your health by going oh yeah but I need to push my total up yeah, yeah. it's just like there comes a point where it's like, like you know, you'd be they... far better off spending six to twelve weeks doing fat loss and then moving on to a strength phase than trying to do both at the same time. Coming which into the lack of a comp, just I think, like, drag so, both of them out. I think longer like, than like, right? Like prioritize and timings are obviously important. If you know, like in four months you have a competition, so how many weeks is in four months? Sixteen. You can go eight and eight then. So you can go yeah. eight weeks fat loss and then think eight weeks to adjust to that new. What's the word, right word I'm looking for to the new body shape? I suppose anthropometry. But, Boom. Very good, Keynes. <laughs> to adjust to the new Keynes word that he used. <laughs> and kill his lighter. Smashed I mean. it. <laughs> okay, so two new questions from the audience. Okay, Ricky wants to know, Greg, how do I improve my shadow boxing performance? <laughs> <laughs> Synthol. You take, take Synthol. Um, uh, and you've got to like, get like, the Marvin Hagler like, shuffle going on, and he's got to be mental. Ricky, just keep working on your shadow jujitsu <laughs> and your shadow snatches, and they tend to, as a correlation, bring your shadow boxing up. Is that good enough? For you? Amazing. You fuck off on the feed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've got a chat called Larry Liddle. Great name. Great name. Oh, I name. hate greens, but I need to get more in. But I'm struggling. Smoothies. Help. Put them I, in your smoothies. Smoothies yeah. or green powder. If you make a like a chili or bolognese, put like spinach sp- in a chili in a chili or bolognese. Cut your steps. It's there. easy. Like I mean, I think I know like greens can be hard actually at the begin with to constantly overconsume, overconsume, consume more. I always think we were speaking about the other day is just stick a load of bland greens in a blender with some half decent flavored fruit. And you'll be fine. It yeah. tastes like grass, yeah. but it's fine. It's not you. You're not going to sit there and enjoy it. Actually, you learn to enjoy it after a while. Well, like, yeah, but berries, you know, banana, scoop away yeah. protein, and, and spinach, and you will not taste both. it. Yeah, no, like cucumber. Fine. The ones I use: cucumber, kale, courgette, spinach. I do not say spinach yet. There you go. Yeah. So like that's the four I tend to use. Very bland. Like if you put broccoli and stuff in, it's gonna be hanging. And I've done that before. It's <laughs> yeah. really minging. But with, if there. you stick with those four, you'll be absolutely fine. And it's a really easy way to bring up yeah. vegetables. And then like you really need to like there's some really really nice now really nice green powders. Yeah, there green some, powders are great. There's some really that. nice ones now that you can that you can buy. Again, um, not as ideal as having actual vegetables, but if, not as ideal. But if, if, if the alternative is nothing, then yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, just take green powder. Um, I was gonna say, also if you've got the calories to play with, then getting your nutrients from fruit is is always a good option yeah. as well. Yeah, 
Get your nutrients from fruit if you don't like the taste of the vegetables and you've got the calories to use. Fruit does spike insulin. Oh yeah, of course insulin. I don't have insulin. <laughs> and okay, I hope that helps Larry. And from Lisa Miller, why are we told to take fish oil? Uh, okay. Who's going to answer this one? You. Okay. Yeah, because you want to go for it. I can already see it. So if you think about the inflammatory response, so what, are we going to play the omega-6 or th- omega-3 game? Yeah, I think that's the strongest argument. It's normally going to be the main argument. So you would, not, you would normally think, as essential fatty acids, you omega-6, omega-3, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, omega-6 will be pro-inflammatory. And that's not a bad thing in the traditional sense. You need an inflammatory response to either infection, if you cut yourself, yeah. you need an inflammatory response for that initial healing response. The main problem now that you'll find, huh? Talk to the camera, you're doing a good job, you're just talking to the TV. Okay, at <laughs> least. Um, so the problem that we seem to have like had a shift in the amount of consumption of omega-6 comparable to omega-3. So omega-3 will be anti-inflammatory as opposing to omega-6. So we seem to have that horrible imbalance where people used to say three to one is optimal, say. Well, some people will say even one to one is optimal, but now people are saying that the hum- that humans with their consumption modern day will be 25, 30 to one, omega-6 to omega-3. So that's one major reason why people will say omega-3 supplementation is key so, now. Yeah. To, e- sum- to summarize that a little simple. So omega-3 will have an EPA or a DHA. At a base level, think DHA is <clears throat> is key for optimal brain health, and then EPA is a huge anti-inflammatory. Right. Anything, anything you want to add? Yeah, I just say, uh, just to simplify it a bit, basically you've got the two primary... You've got a good guy and Omega fats, <laughs> yeah. You know, you've got, you've got omega-6 <laughs> and you've got omega-3. Omega-6 is going to bring up inflammation, which is going to put your body in, a, I guess, like a defense mode. Mm. And omega-6 is going to bring down inflammation, which is going to... Uh, Put it, yeah, into a more like healing, relaxing mode, I guess. Um, and, and and the balance generally is off, and we get too much omega six and not enough omega three. So you need to take an omega three. You don't need to. An omega three supplement can be useful to rebalance that ratio and put you into into uh, balance. Kane's answer, Kane's answer is as usual, much much better. Yours is you yours is spot on, but it was just <laughs> complex. It helps bring you back to home yesterday. I could hear Lisa Miller's eyes rolling over. Basically, it helps deal with inflammation. It's not just a case of it helps your joints feel better because yeah. it does. But good that's for a, joint health, good for yeah. brain health, good for cell health, and the, 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 way, into the quality of the omega three is going to be very important. Don't go to Holland Barrett. You don't want sawdust. No. No, yeah, and it goes so rancid very quickly, so don't does, keep it for a long you'll time. You'll like you cut it in half, you'll smell it, you'll know quick enough if it's decent or not. Yeah. So like, it's like it's like cheese. Like the worse it smells, the better it is. Yeah. <laughs> but you have to think like if you're burping and it smells like fish, I could make many jokes, but I'm not going to. <laughs> you're being so restrained. It's alive, man. Um, also, Larry's just responded. He says, "Isn't that too much sugar, though?" In fruit. In fruit. Now, there's, there is a lot of sugar in fruit, but I would urge you to go back and listen to our um, episode on carbohydrate, yeah. And basically, we do talk very extensively on that, how fructose in the presence of fiber is pretty much negligible. It's not negligible, but it has an impact, but it's not it's not um, to be demonized in the yeah. way that, like, processed table sugar is. Yeah. No, no, like, absolutely. And I don't get me wrong, like, blending it is, it does take away some of the fiber base from it. But take away some of the fiber though. It breaks, it'll break it down slightly. So like the actual absorption can be a little bit faster once you put it I haven't it looked in. into that, but I've heard people say it and I'd like you to explain it to me another time. <laughs> but 
but that, can't but that's, explain yeah. to you right now because I heard that little snippet and that is all. So I Sound can't bite. Even, Did I you, can't even defend my argument. Yeah. Did you get that from the whole nine? <laughs> oh, don't. Can you just? I not? don't even get the joke. Yeah, but the th- so, but that's you why was, I recommended. You making fun of me? I don't even understand. <laughs> <laughs> it, it wouldn't be that hard. <laughs> but that's why I recommended berries because in relation to the amount of um, fiber they have, in relation to the amount of calories that they are. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, I, would, I like I said, I think I've had this argument with a few people. You're, you're going to struggle to equally. You're don't going to struggle get to fruit, Don't get like. all of your vit- uh, fruit vegetables from fruit. Like I'm saying, if you have the calories two, like to three, play with. three or four pieces of fruit a day, as long as you've got the calories to use, isn't going to do you uh, any harm. harm. In fact, it's going to make you yeah. healthier. If you're even going, the, if you're even with the sugar, no fruit or vegetables. Come on, fibers present, and I mean it's a combination of fructose and glucose, which are both processed slightly differently, which means you're not overloading one system. It's it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, have we got anything else? No, I think that's pretty much all the questions. I mean, if you guys have any more questions, um, please do send them in. We do have one that we didn't manage to answer last week due to technical difficulties. Um, Lee Matthews asked about occlusion training benefits. Oh, I nailed the answer to that last. I know. Week. So you're gonna have to do it again now. <sighs> just I think just break it down in terms of so what it is. Okay, so occlusion training is uh, when you uh, essentially tie off a muscle when you're training it. What that does is it stops blood flow getting into and out of the area. And you'll know that you know when you do a high rep set, you get that lactic acid buildup within the muscle. Um, that lactic acid has, or the metabolites within the lactic acid, have been proposed to be one of the uh, methods through which uh, we trigger muscles to grow. So the idea being, if you stop them getting in and out of the muscle <clears throat> during a, uh, a working set, uh, you can build up more and more of them, meaning you really overload overload the muscle with the um, metabolites and, and trigger more hypertrophy. That's the idea <laughs> of it. Uh, now, this has been brought into question uh, by... Uh, I, I was... I Kane has brought into question. No, I've, well, I hear this from uh, Min Hansman, and he brought uh, an incredibly good argument on the subject, saying that uh, in occlusion training, we also know that the unoccluded muscle will um, see greater hypertrophy as well. So what they mean by that is, if you tied off the bicep, you may get more hypertrophy in the pec, depending on what the movement is. If you tie off the hamstring, you will get more hypertrophy in the glute. If you're training that, and well, so so the the question was, well, why is the unoccluded muscle getting hypertrophy? And the proposed answer is that what we're actually only seeing from occlusion training is that it increases the amount of mechanical tension that you need because the muscle is being uh, compressed. So you need to produce more tension. So we don't know whether occlusion training has any greater benefits over uh, regular training of the same amount of tension, hmm. whereas you can produce more uh, well the equivalent tension with less weight with occlusion training so we at this time we don't really know if the benefits of occlusion training uh, or if there are any specific benefits of occlusion training um, but there may be and we brought up the benefit last week of say someone who is injured who can't use a high weight on a, on an exercise because guilty some yes yeah, someone's got an injury that, that, that causes means that they can't use a high weight occlusion training can be used to allow them to either see results or maintain results while they can't train effectively um, <clears throat> with a high attention. Very good explanation. Thank you, Kane. But I think that's much... I think Minahansman's like, argument works substantially better when you take into account, like, you, is the, the metabolic impact 
as you said, it kind of has like minimal impact on the actual like, yeah, growth stimulus um, to the muscle, as opposed to mechanical tension, which we've said before is going to always be. Yeah, like, mechanical tension is the main driver of hypertrophy anyway, and even within the um, the model of mechanical tension, uh, muscle damage, and metabolic stress, metabolic stress seems to have the lowest impact on uh, muscle hypertrophy anyway, and what benefit it does have does just seem to be that when you have more metabolic stress, you need to produce more tension. More, it produces more mechanical tension. So it mediates more mechanical tension, not directly stimulates hypertrophy. It makes the hard things and harder. Idea. Yeah, not necessarily proved yet. So do, any, do any of you need to use occlusion training? Probably not. No. And especially for you, I think we spoke about this last week, Lee, you do not. You need to lift heavier shit yeah. for more reps, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I'd worry about that. Progression. Later. We're running Progress out. Of, we're running out of dumbbells though. We are running out of dumbbells. Lee is getting stupidly strong. Have you seen the amount of abuse that Greg is getting? I love how we got like Rachel and Lee being like mums to Greg. Greg, the boys need to strap you into a chair or something. Keep still well, this and is why stop we ha- biting your nails. This is why we had to re-record the first episode three times because you just kept sitting in noisy chairs. Oh, yeah. uh, what is wrong with you? <laughs> This is getting fidgety. This is neat that we spoke about before, isn't it? It is neat. Fidgeting. I like to think of it as your Irish jig. Hmm. It's vaguely racist, but I'm okay with it. Kane's the racist one. Yeah, we spoke about that. Deep down. But I don't express it. (laughs) I just think it. Kane's a registered sex offender. (laughs) (laughs) That's going off the episode. (laughs) I know, but it's definitely still on the live. But we the don't whole know what, we don't know what for. <laughs> 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 oh, I have one of that. Oh, no. He's only got a year left. <laughs> 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 it's passport. It's passport. <laughs> 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 off the watch list. And we might leave it there, folks. So <laughs> now this gets very derailed. <laughs> on that bombshell. Oh, God. Very derailed. Incredibly derailed. Mother of God. Okay, cool. Live Q&A. We are done. Thank you, guys. Thanks for watching. It's top (laughs) (laughs) All that jazz. Remember, guys, as always, send in your question to us. We will always answer them. And if we do do not know the answer, we will go... (laughs) Can you just stop? If we do not know the answer, we will go and hunt down the answer for Mm -hmm. you and do it the week following. So thank you, guys, for watching on the live Q&A. Thank you all for listening. And if you would like to participate in the Q&A, all you need to do is go follow the Talking Fit page the links to which are all going to be in the um, description box of the podcast whether you were listening to itunes stitcher or soundcloud so until next week this has been the talking fit podcast my name's rogan kane owen greg Phony. and we will <laughs> <laughs> thanks terminator <laughs> <laughs> and we'll catch go, you guys go, next go. week <laughs>